0: So I'm at the STC Summit talking with John Hedke, who has published many books, and his latest that is coming out is is one on disaster preparedness. So John, tell us a little bit about what this book is about and why you decided to write it.
1: Um, This is the Complete Idiot's Guide to Disaster Preparedness uh, with Dr. Maurice Ramirez, and uh, it is kind of a basic guide to what you need to do to prepare for disaster. And in fact, most people, including me, when I thought about this at first, most people tend to think, um, oh, I need to prepare for a fire, or I need to pre- prepare for a flood, or a hurricane, or a tornado, or something like that, and I have to make all of these separate preparations. And what I learned from Maurice is that in fact, all disasters are the same. There are some specific incidences, but all disasters are. Where your needs exceed your resources and your ability to respond, and you have and you your the normal processes of your life are disrupted, and working on that premise, all disasters are the same. There are some specifics that you will do differently, obviously, um, but most of them are actually the same. Why I wrote it? Money. <laughs> so, but but um. that's really
0: interesting premise actually so you're saying that like disasters on the scale of FEMA uh, can actually compare to disasters in your personal life tell me is there anything in your personal life that was a disaster that maybe got you interested in this topic
1: Mm, no I'm not thinking of anything I did it for the money Um, (laughs) Maurice uh, Maurice, uh, was looking for an author actually on LinkedIn and I'm a big LinkedIn maven and so I happened to see this that he says you know is anybody an author I'd like to co-write a book on disaster preparedness and I was sick to death of writing books about computer stuff and this sounded very interesting and so I I got hold of him sent him my bona fides and he seemed to like me and we've been working together very very effectively interestingly we had to we had to break off writing for uh for uh, about a month and a half during, during Hurricane Ike, Maurice runs national disaster medical teams, among many other cool things, and was down in, uh, in Texas, you know, responding to this, which put a crimp in our writing. As a matter of fact, he was telling me all of, his, all of his NDMT people were off on Galveston Island at one point, and so there was a guy on Galveston Island who had a bunch of big cats that he was keeping. God knows why. So he apparently had found homes for the lions and one of the tigers, but not all of the tigers. So he just let them go. And so the NDMT guys are down there in tents, and they're hearing every so often off in the distance at night these kind of growly noises of tigers hunting. And they didn't know what to make of this, and about three days later, they caught one tiger, and about four days after that, they caught the other. And you know, these guys were really well fed. they They found all the dogs and horses they wanted. Maurice was <laughs> livid. <laughs> so after
0: writing a book on disaster, uh, so uh, has this made you very prepared? Do you have like a food storage? Do you have emergency kits? Do you have
1: plans? I am definitely much more prepared in many ways than I was before. I learned a lot writing this book, and it was really kind of interesting. Maurice and I have actually been trying to sell a book on uh, pandemic preparedness for some months, and now that we've had the recent swine flu uh, scare, which thankfully would seem to be for the moment not a problem, um, we are... We are probably going to get a lot more traction. My agent was very, very excited when I lofted the idea with him, and and so we are. He gave us some suggestions for how to recast the book proposal from what we had, and so as soon as I get home, Maurice and I are going to bash on this a little and buff it up. And 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 Neil was going, oh yes, I think I can sell this one, you know. So, and it's not another computer book, you know. It's like I'm, I'm perfectly. Well, not perfectly willing. I'm willing to do more computer books, but, you know, after a couple of dozen of them, that the joy kind of drains out of some of it.
0: Well, you've written 26 books. What's yeah. the secret to being so prolific? Like, how do you publish so many? What's your routine?
1: Coffee. <laughs> lots and lots of coffee. Um, I... How do I do this? Um... I actually like writing. God knows where that came from, but I do. I like writing and um, and I am a naturally great typist. Um, when I started, when I started typing I, I, I went from zero to forty eight words in two months, which seems to be fairly fast from what I understand and at this point, after like close to eight million words my typing speed is about 130 words a minute. So, so lots and lots of coffee and good typing. Well, h- how many hours
0: a day do you work? Would you say that you work, I, I was reading Habits of Bob Fly or something a- about how he, uh, went about his writing and he said he worked 12 hour days.
1: That's, uh, that was the number that was coming to mind. Yes. I, um, I, when I'm awake, I tend to be in front of the computer. You know, it's like I, my my day job takes up, you know, nominally eight hours, but it, it tends to be nine, nine and a half. I really like what I do. and And then I will work, you know, another, depending, three to five hours on whatever else it is that I'm doing after that. So... Um,
0: wait, wait a minute. So you're saying that you have a regular day job, and yes. you write on the side, and you've managed to publish 26 books just writing in your spare time?
1: Well, not exclusively, but um, you know, uh, this is this is over 22 years. So, in fact, you know, there have been many cases where I was writing, and and writing a book, and that was all I was doing. But in fact. Usually what I was doing was writing, you know, writing a book and working a, a day job or writing a book and working a contract or writing a book and very occasionally writing a second book. Do not do this. Um, when you are writing two books simultaneously, the uh, the thought processes kind of get in the way and that nice creative reverie where, you you know, where I would find myself near the end of a book, there you just sink right into it and you... And you actually kind of get a little fuzzy and you don't, you know, you're, you're trying not to wake up from the creative reverie, if you will. And, uh, and when you have two books simultaneously, they keep pulling each other off. And so you can't do it. It's frustrating.
0: So besides focus, uh, and this is probably my last question here for you, what advice would you give to writers who want to publish?
1: Um. Publishing, getting published, you know, ignoring the idea of of content and and like that. Um, Getting published in nonfiction is not terrifically difficult. And in fact, you don't even need to have as much as an idea. You don't have to say, oh, I'd like to write a book, but I have no idea what I'm going to write about. If you can write, if you have the skill to write, um, you can actually take it from there and you can go to publishers and say... Hi, I'm a writer, and I have all of these good writing samples, but I, and, and these broad skills. But I don't know what I want to write about, or, or what you might be looking for. And then the next phrase out of your mouth should be, Do you have any books that are looking for authors? And the acquisitions editor, that being whom you should be talking to, may very well say, why, yes, we have a book on on, on, on the Squid Lips 9000, and we need an author who can write about this. Do you know the Squid Lips 9000? And you can say yes or no as the mood takes you. And, and then, lo and behold, you may have a book. I got my first book that way. I was pitching a book uh, in 1987 on using computer bulletin boards. And uh, I could not find a publisher for that at the time. But Osborne McGraw-Hill said, well, we like your proposal. We don't think it'll sell. uh, So we don't want to do that. But we like the cut of your jib. So why don't you stick around and write this other book for us? And they gave me a book on on Microsoft Word 4.0 for DOS, the Microsoft Word Power User's Guide. And lo and behold, a brilliant career was born.
0: John, if people want to find out more about you
1: and the books you've published, do you have a website that you can direct them to? I do. It would be h e d 4 david T4Thomas, K-E dot com. And check for the, there's a bibliography on, uh, on one of the wings, and I don't quite remember where, but it's an easy website to navigate.
0: All right. Thanks for talking with me.